Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. And to the state, the great state of Texas, good morning to the great country of the United States. Good morning to the world and good morning to all the reaches that our 100-watt transmitter is cornering itself into bending around the ionosphere, et cetera, et cetera, to get where it needs to go. We are going to have a great program for you today, as usual. And today is Thursday, and we are welcomed and honored to have once again the presence of Neil Aquino. But before we get to that, we have to acknowledge the presence of our geniuses in the studios who are able to make all this stuff work on pennies good morning studio how are you guys doing this morning we're doing right great egberto uh howard's off uh doing doing what howard does oh <laughs> howard you're 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 hooky again howard well you know we have jack here and you know jack is a jack of all trades master of none Master of them all. What's up, Jack? Well, well, uh, I got a little thing for you that might go with your program a little bit. I wrote this morning. Yes, sir. Let me hear it. It's it's about the seduction of of Trump and the seduction of Hitler. Trump's mo is a seduction, a seduction of hate. He seduces the people with their own fears and prejudices. He acts like he's your father an authoritarian figure. He tells you he's going to protect you from all those bad immigrants, the Chinese, the gays, the liberals, which I believe he is a neoliberalist. Just like Hitler's seduction of the German told them that they had been wronged in World War I and they didn't deserve the judgment of the Treaty of Versailles, and he was the only one who could save them. Sound familiar? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And yes, it does. Hey, Jack, good one. Uh, As usual, you always have a good morning of wisdom for us. Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, Anyway, folks, we have a great program for you today. The title of the show today is 15 States Refuse Fed Children Hunger Dollars. I want you guys to get that. 15 red states say no to feeding their hungry children. And guess what? Where hunger is more prevalent in red states. We may get to it. We may not. But the link is in the blog at politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Likewise, representative from Texas, Jasmine Crockett at the GOP hearings had a piece of words for the Republican actors in the Biden hearing, the contempt hearing they had for Biden in Congress. 
have a video that I made for that as well. We may, we may not get to it, but we'll see. Uh, remember again, you can go to politicsunright.com slash newsletter to go ahead and listen to that one. Uh, and But we're going to start today with Brother Neil Aquino. Neil Aquino is the founder of the Houston Democracy Project. Neil Aquino. And by the way, you can get that at neilaquino.com. neilaquino.com. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing this morning, sir? Good, good morning, a galactic good morning to, 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 to everyone uh, reached here by, uh, by Politics Done Right. Uh, policies you're talking about of denying the food aid, that's a, uh, that's a perfect reason to press all of your Democratic local officials to do all they can to drive turnout in Harris County so we can change those policies. So an excellent, an excellent lead-in and topic. Yeah, absolutely. So, but anyway, you had... Quite a few lead-ins and topics uh, yourself. We had um, uh, you wrote three very prescient blogs. As I always tell people, one of the reasons um, uh, we talk a lot about Harris County and what's going on in Harris County is that, in fact, Harris County is a bellwether county, which means it's sort of representative of of the United States in the aggregate, and what happens here ultimately always permeates itself around the country. So let's go ahead and have a little discussion first here on uh, on one of the articles in your blog. I want to talk about with the one that you t- wrote t- titled, Why Do Law Enforcement Unions Keep Supporting Anti-Democracy Forces Who Attack Cops? You know, the, the Republicans like to pride themselves in being the law and order party. Uh, some of our neoliberal uh, 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 Democrats, including our new mayor, would have you believe that the biggest problem in our city is, in fact, crime. And I want to expand a little bit about that after you tell me a little bit about this blog. Sure. I am. I, I wrote a post. Uh, I wrote a post entitled, Why do law enforcement unions keep supporting anti-democracy forces who attack cops? And it was spurred by a CBS News poll that said um, significant numbers of Republicans uh, believe that uh, law enforcement officers and federal law enforcement officers were instigators and boosters of January 6th. So they, they've got the, this, this untrue thing. The U.S. District Attorney for the District of Columbia uh, called the January 6th insurrection, this was just a couple days ago, he termed it such, the largest single-day mass assault of law enforcement officers in our nation's history. So you just want to think about that. It's not not some civil disturbance, not, you know, not Shays Rebellion back in the 1790s. It was, it was this. Um, he said that the estimate of 140 officers injured that day is low. Uh, if you if you Google it and look around, you will see that right wing violence is consistently uh, seen. Oh, we lost. Uh, we we temporarily lost uh, Neil. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll be back in in a second. But um, while 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 Neil gets back in, let me come back and tell you some of what I. Uh, oh, here he's back. Go ahead, Neil. That's okay. The the ionosphere was uh, is, is was was right in the middle there. Um, and, just, and, and yeah, yeah. You were talking about a hundred uh, over hundred and forty. It's a low number, and likewise, you said that um, 
it's the largest disruption even beyond Shay's rebellion. So anyway, it's um, the, the, you have a right wing violence consistently uh, threatening law enforcement. I mean, if you remember, we've had these debates where we've wanted to um, we've had these debates where the federal government has wanted to talk about right wing violence as a source of uh, consistent attacks on law enforcement. Right. And the U.S. Congress, they'll say, oh, you're weaponizing the Justice Department. You're weaponizing. Um, you're weaponizing the Justice Department to to uh, criticize the Republican Party. And, and locally here, the law enforcement unions, so we talked last week that they continue to support Ken Paxton. The Houston Police Officers Union uh, supported Ken Paxton in 2020, um, in 2022. And the public has every right to ask how the safety of police is enhanced by looking the other way at insurrection why democracy is not a top priority of law enforcement unions. It's not credible to always be going on about law and order while ignoring clear, ignoring clear calls for political violence from one of the two major parties. And I'll add on to that as I was fishing around this morning. Um, uh, there, SB4, I was reading a column in, SB, in the, the Show Me Your Papers immigrant bill that police don't even want. I was reading a story in the Laredo Times about how the Laredo Police Department doesn't want it. It puts officers in danger. They don't have the resources. You'll see that over and over. We don't even like the bills. We don't like the gun control. We don't like the absence of gun control. We don't like this. We don't like that. And yet it never changes this underlying narrative where our officers, our unions, our union, police officer unions uh, support uh, the people who are enacting these policies and support anti-democratic actors. And it, it gives me a little pause about um, what exactly the end goal of some of these unions are. Well, uh, let me just say uh, something here, and, and this may be a bit controversial, but I think many of the militias and these right wing guys that like, you know, that love their guns, they feel themselves an appendage to the police. And uh, in fact, many of these gangsters, if you will, are ex-military, ex-cops, some current cops. So you can see the affinity there. Their only, their only concern is that when you write gun laws, you can't write gun laws for some people and not others. So while they, uh, you'll hear even some police unions talk up against certain gun laws, you don't see them penalize those who write those gun laws because they know that right. some of their own uh, uh, accomplices are pretty much a fact, a, a part of the movement. But here's the thing that I want to get to, um, to uh, still on this subject, but taking it a different location. We have too many who are constantly uh, talking about law and order and locking people up and making sure that they, that they pay the price, not understanding that the genesis of a lot of crime is poverty and socioeconomic conditions. That's a statement of fact. And mm -hmm. in the, one of the stories that we're that I hope to get to today is well, uh, we have a lot of money for people in red states that. Uh, could pretty much solve a hunger problem. A hunger problem is also a, I mean, solving a hunger problem is also a crime reduction problem. 
How is that a crime reduction right. problem? If you have, if you are the parent of hungry kids and the hunger gets out of hand, you may resort to crime to help feed your kid. If you have a hunger problem, the developmental state of that kid is compromised, which leads to criminality. If you have a hunger problem, you also have a problem with crime. It is, it, these are not difficult things. And when we talk about solving problems, law and order, we have a Kim Og and we have a mayor, uh, the mayor Whitmer wants to talk about law and order the way, uh, let's say many Republicans talk about law and order and not realizing that the reason why we constantly have a law and order problem is that we don't fix the underlying problems. And if we did fix the underlying problems, would have a solution. And by the way, folks, this is a call-in show as well. We'd love to hear from you, which is 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Before I come back to you, Neil, I want to show you how the minds of men... I, I love Eric. Eric is on this morning on the chat. And, and, you know, again, it shows you the tunnel vision. And when you have leadership, that doesn't try to expand our tunnel vision, you get thinking processes like this. He says, take criminality off the street so victims are safe. I say prevent criminality in the first place so that victims are safe. In other words, their solution is to let, cr let crime occur first, which means another person gets hurt, and then we lock them up, which then creates another business model for the capitalist system that has to mm -hmm. create jails and all these other things, as opposed to not letting anybody at all get hurt by solving the problem first. You don't get the criminality. Somebody doesn't get hurt. You see how logical thinking worked, Brother Eric? So stealing a TV is not a hunger problem. It could be a hunger problem if you are trying, if you stole a TV to feed your kids, and I'm not justifying that at all, but I'm saying, think, think, and think. Do you want to add to that before I go to the first caller? Um, please do. Uh, I, I'll, I'll just say, uh, you know, Mayor um, Whitmire keeps, keeps talking about police, 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 um, and and more money for police when and he'll tell you he'll tell you that we don't have enough money in our city budget so where's that money going to come from parks libraries and and I, I i agree exactly that um um we could be talking about initiatives we thought we were going to talk about these things after the george floyd uh, moment that apparently has passed with 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 an awful uh, backlash um, and it's 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 just depressing in some respects um, uh, the the debate here in Houston and, and another thing that I constantly emphasize is why don't our conceptions of public safety involve our civil liberties? You have open authoritarian threats from one of the two mainstream political parties, and we are told to work with the extremists and 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 to turn a blind eye blind eye to the extremists. And I wish we would expand public safety to mean uh, also. Our uh, our civil our civil liberties. You know, I mean, it, it, it's ironic that you solve all those problems, you solve a crime problem. But again, it it requires leadership that's willing to 
educate people. Let's go to Joe. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing, sir? Hey, good morning to you. How are y'all today? We are doing fine, my brother. Talk to me. Oh man, where to where to start, man? What it's such a it's a laundry list to this morning. Um, you know, as I I tune in the show and and um, I remember yesterday you said that uh, you know Donald Trump was evil incarnate, and um, and I I, I I thought about that for a minute, and then I hear this morning, you know, extremists with guns, the worst insurrection in history. I hear all these talking points, you know, I'm like, you know, you guys sound, I, I could turn on my AM radio and hear the, you know, the exact same buffoons be clowning themselves on the air as you guys do, you know? Uh-huh. Um, well, they're getting over at AM radio. <laughs> AM radio, please, just the powers I mean, I don't, I don't that be. AM radio, and, I'm, and I, barely, I barely listen to this show because, you know, because of, of stuff like this. You know, the only, okay, Joe. the only person killed in the January 6th uh, uh, protest was uh, was an unarmed woman. Okay. Right? How, how, how can you guys defend that? You know, you, you guys, you, you stop these facts that were reported by the media on day one. You run with that narrative. But, you know, as as time goes on a year later, testimony Joe, comes. Well, that was uh, false. No, no, I, I'm glad that you I, I'm glad that you called early. Joe, I'm I'm so glad that you called early. And let me tell you why. Because the last conversation we had, I looked you, you accused me. Right. Of just being anti-Republican, which isn't the case. Most of the people I live around, most of the people I associate with in my area are, in fact, Republicans, and we like each other quite well. I don't like Republican leadership because of what it does. And what I asked you several times the last time you called in is, please tell me on an issue per issue basis where I have lied, misled or any of those issues so that I can either apologize to our audience at large, apologize to you, or maybe set you straight depending on, you know. So I ask you, what specifically had I, you called in this morning, what specifically did we say that is incorrect? I don't want to hear the litany of things. I want an issue at a time, one issue at a time. So give me the first issue you disagree with specifically. Well, you said this morning that, uh, you know, Republican leadership is turning down free money for starving children. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. That's a that's a topic. That's one thing I can talk about. What a dramatization that is. Well, you know, ask yourself, what might there be some strings attached to that money? Is, Is there really such a thing as free money? Okay, I'm glad I'm glad that you said that. No, the rationale behind taking the money away ultimately breaks down to they don't want the people who's who's getting this money to have the feeling that the Biden administration is doing something positive in their society and as such would likely vote for Biden since the Biden administration is providing that type of a service and not, you know, otherwise. Let's, let's let's talk about those positive things the Biden administration is bringing. Oh, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Joe, I'm going to give you a plan. Go, Joe, let me, Joe, let me no, go, no, stop. Me, Joe, stop. Joe, we have to be orderly. Joe, stop. We have to be orderly. And I, I'm giving you a platform 
but we have to do it in an orderly manner so that I don't speak on top of you and the per- we have give a good listening experience to the people that are listening, okay? So now, you, you gave your point. I mentioned that hunger, I gave a response. Next topic, what, what else do you want to ask? Okay, so you, you, know, you said positive things for the Biden administration. Well, a couple of these strings, one of them appears to be um, that, uh, that uh, schools need to do away with hunting and archery programs, and they need to allow transgender bathrooms in their, in their schools. I mean, I, those, those, are, those are a couple of, you know, uh, outlandish examples. But what are those strings and why would somebody turn down that money? You know, unless unless they, they, they honestly think that, you know, transgender students, uh, um, number one is is a, um, you know, it's a misnomer. Right. If you're if you're if you're if, if you're talking about transgender kids, well, you're probably a, a pedophile yourself. Right. And and I, I, I it, it's creeping in 20, 30 years ago. Gay people were like, we just want to be equal. We want the right to get married. Right. That's all we want. Just let us get married and leave us alone. And, you know, as usual, it's give an inch and they take a mile. Now we're going to be right, teaching your kids. Right. Can I, can I just want to something? This, this, this pedophile language. And this this language of terming people as as pedophiles, um, let me, let me, I'll be clear. You know, this stuff is a prelude to killing us. Um, this is um, this was this was exactly what was done in Putin's Russia. Um, if if you were um, on their anti democratic march after Yeltsin, um, I, I get very tired of this language. I've at, at the the John Cornyn Houston office protest where we are out on the corner. We've been called pedophiles. Uh, bunch of uh, people with an average age of 70. And this language really needs to stop. Um, that, that's the, the idea that we're facilitating uh, pedophilia. It's become common language. And I, I just want the audience to understand that it's a prelude and a permission to kill us. And, and I don't and I, I, I do the worst possible thing. Let, let him finish. I, we let you finish, Joe. Let him finish, please. Go ahead, uh, Neil. That's, I've, I've, I've made the point, but we, we've loosely, we, 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 this is the, we're hearing this over and over. It's exactly what took, took place in Putin's Russia. And it's also a link. It's also a, man, a, a way to communicate that gay people somehow are involved in, in, in this, uh, that kind of terrible activity. And it's, it's a pathway to doing terrible, terrible things to gay people. And, that's, and that language has become common by our by our rank and file by by just basic elected officials by the Republican party at level after level after level and it's 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 terrible it's terrible and I know exactly where it's going let me i want to ask um i want to ask okay. joe something joe i want to ask you something right um you okay. uh, you you tune into my show all of the time i think you have a flavor for who i am you you listen to Neil. I think you kind of have a flavor for who Neil is. Um, I I sit down and I, I've gone into school after school after school in the past. Um, and I, first of all, uh, before that, I want to ask you, where are you getting all this information about uh, the existence of uh, pedophilia in schools and trans in schools and all this sort of thing? Specifically, where are you getting that information? 
from from all over the place, man. I, no, no. I, again, I, I'm asking you. Here's what I here's what I really want, right? Because what happens wait, hold on, is hold on. no, no. Let me finish asking the question because you, you started say, you to respond. Seven words there, dude. You let me say you 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 don't you monopolizing the time. Let me just say that to the to, about the gay thing, man. I'm from Houston. My first job was in Montrose. Gay adults. I got no problem with you, you, you any lifestyle, you know, whatever. But but when you come after the kids, right? And, and I, I I've seen multiple cases now in the in, in the in the in the local news. Case something 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 in 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 somewhere USA that two married men were convicted of uh, you know uh, molesting a, an adopted boy, right? Mm-hmm. Multiple times I've seen this. Okay. Right. And, uh, look, look at, wait, 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 Neil. Let him finish. Go ahead, uh, Joe. Uh, uh, go ahead. Respond. I, I, I want to have a back and forth. Okay. Well, good. I, I want to respond to that specifically. Okay, because what, I, I, what I believe is not in numbers and science. Okay, and here it, the reality is when it comes to child abuse. And by the way, child abuse by a gay person is no different than child abuse from a straight person. Do you agree with that? Uh, I, I would. I would just add the caveat. No, no, I, that that's just a, gay, what's the caveat? What's the caveat? Have, have suffered more, a uh, higher percentage of child abuse. I am glad you said children, that. Children. I'm glad you said that because that would be a false statement, right? A provably false statement. Let me give you some some tests that that we've done out not tests but research that's been done out there after we started with this issue on pedophilia and 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 trans and on all all these issues and criminality there is a lawyer in florida that decided to do an experiment and the experiment that was done was as follows we will t- we will go ahead and scour the courthouses throughout the country and find out who is actually going to court for getting caught for molesting kids for, you know, sexually, etc. And the results came out. And here are the results. There were two trans people that were accused of molesting kids and, you know, what this found in a, in a particular six-month period. And it's continuing and, and, and the pattern continues. The largest offender of child abuse, sexual child abuse, were evangelical Christian pastors. Second group were, if I recalled correctly, police officers and others. So what I'm saying is there are numbers that you, if you are interested in the truth, Joe, if you really want to know the truth, you don't have to listen to the radio and what right wing or left wing folks are talking about. You just have to do your research. And there is research out there. You can even do your research on your own to go to court records and find out who are the people committing these crimes against kids. And it turns out it is not gay people. It is not trans people. It is the people you go to church with. Or the pastors and the leaders of your church. Uh, hold on one second. I, I, I gave you all the time to talk. Now, here's another a number you need to go. The Republican, uh, the, the chair of the Republican Party in Florida, 
whose wife is pushing anti-gay and anti-trans and all this stuff at the schools in Florida. He just got charged or, or, or accused and now going to be charged with raping a woman and his wife himself and this woman involved in threesomes. I don't care what adults do. I honestly don't care. But what I'm saying is a lot of the narrative out there, Joe, are making good people like you believe there is some boogeyman out there that's not there. And I think if you really want to be upset at someone, you should be upset at those who's given you provably false information. And everything that I say here, I can back up. So what I'm asking you to do, and that's why I ask you all of the times where I am wrong, please point it out. And I'm very much willing to give an apology right away. But you got to prove it. Well, I, I'm looking right here at the 1991 U.S. population of statistical abstracts that, that differs with what you say. And whether or not you're an evangelical church leader or a police officer or whatever does not does not mean you, you're not a, a homosexual or gay person. Right. So but let's move on. You know, like this. Oh, yeah. Did, did you see what you just did there? Do you see what you just did, Joe? Joe, hold on. Do you see what you just did there? Yeah, that was ahead, that was disingenuous, Joe. That was disingenuous. What you just did, right, dear sir, and you know it. Show me your show me your outrage, Egberto. Go ahead, continue, please. <laughs> Let's see what else. Um, um, you know, the climate is another thing that 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 bugs me. Um, you know, about progressives. You know, yes. we've had the. These, these th it, throughout history, people who say the world is coming to an end, you know, repent now, change your evil ways. It's it's been going on forever, and and that's exactly what's going on um, right now um, with this. You know, I, I, I'm I'm a scientist. I'm a trained scientist. I've read more journals than you can shake a stick at, and I have never seen the kind of language in scientific literature that I see in these so-called climate reports. In the first paragraph, a, a PI will say, you know, it is it is established fact, it is indisputable that climate, man-made climate change is occurring, right? N nowhere else in, in, in any other paper on Darwinism or other, other well-established you know, feels just does someone come out and make those kind of arguments? You know, and if you look back in history, you know, the history is full of examples of scientists who were imprisoned, who were killed for, for you know, uh, um, um, standing up for, you know, uh, um, what they were, what they believed in. The, the, the guy who invented hand washing was beaten to death in a mental institution because he dared to suggest that hand washing might save lives, right? Well, today, you know, the new, the new, uh, the new heretic is uh, the, the so-called climate change denier, right? And, and the climate change, you know, looks great if you're looking at a four or 10 or $20,000, um, 20,000 year timeline. But look, look at these, look at these, these uh, graphs that show, you know, something like a half million years or a million years that the CO2 levels and the um, 
the, the, the temperature, right? Uh, Al Gore called the, uh, the, 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 the guys who drill into Arctic ice and study history in, in Arctic ice, he said they were unethical for, for, for publishing their results that, that did not agree with his narrative about climate science. Okay, you, I, 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 I gave you a whole lot of latitude there, so let me, I, I understand what I, you're I, saying. Let me, about, let me sum it in one sentence, one, yes. one, one or two sentences. I'll say that, 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 that the temp, global temperature does not follow CO2 concentration. It appears that it's the other way around, that the CO2 concentration follows global temperature. Okay. okay, let me let, let me first explain two things here. Uh, before I go to climate change, I want to uh, tell the folks that yes, I have given Joe a lot of latitude and a lot of time to speak. Uh, this is a show that runs, and and Neil, uh, um, I just want to say this is a show that runs five days a week, and um, and an hour every day. And I think there are times that we can make certain types of exception. And Augie, I'm coming to you after Joe. But uh, the reason I wanted uh, Joe to continue his speak is I don't want to just talk to the choir. I, I want to have conversations with others that have other points of views and be able to challenge that in a respectful manner. And there are a lot of Joes out there. There are, in fact, the reason we have a Trump, et cetera, is because there are a lot of people that have been ill-informed. And look, at some point in my life, I've been ill-informed as well. So I'm, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, to be uh, disingenuous, whatever at all. Um, but Joe, there, Joe has been informed by a particular narrative. And I think it is important for us sometimes to, for everybody to hear the the expanding of that narrative and why it's there now what he said about climate change is partially correct but it's accurate it's, it's completely inaccurate it is true that if you look at things over a four-year 10-year 10,000-year period you will see that oh the climate really undulated this sort of a way etc what is not mentioned in in those that don't and and again this what the, the narrative that joe is pushing is a narrative that exxon had to come up with after, i'm talking exxon meaning oil industry in general had to come up with after their scientists told them in fact they are they are really changing the climate their scientists the oil companies scientists told them that fossil fuel burning is changing the climate dramatically uh there is no doubt about that so they had to change the narrative and put the expanded time on it which is partially correct now what brother joe has not told you is that the rise in co2 in 200 years has never occurred at the speed that it is occurring right now and henceforth what we're speaking about on man-made climate change uh you know it's okay to read science but you must not only read but read all of science so joe i'm i'm i'm, I'm for now i'm going to let you go i thank you for bringing these issues up and, and having a, a, a respectful conversation. I hope you continue to listen to the program because you will be given a You're platform. Welcome. 
You're welcome, uh, Mr. John. Sorry for taking you, up so much time. And, no, no, no. Um, I look, Joe. I that was my my doing, and I and I think I don't I don't think I did a bad thing. I want people who have other opinions to have a voice, and not only that, where I disagree with you. I, I'll let you know, and I imagine you'll do the same. But let me just say, on climate change, brother, and on the gay issue, I tell you this politely, but you're wrong. And I eventually, I think, because you're a smart dude, you'll see that. But thank you for calling, brother. Before you, before you hit... Um, wait, wait, hold on. Go, go ahead, Neil. Neil, Neil wanted to, uh, go ahead, Neil. He, he got off, but say no, what you very, need to say. Very, very, um, very quickly, I referenced, we were just referencing reading, um, and I had referenced a book earlier, um, and early in the conversation about um, Russia. It's called The Future is History. It's a National Book Award winner by Masha, M-A-S-H-A Gessen, G-E-S-S-E-N. The Future is History, How Totalitarianism Reclaimed Russia. And um, any, anyone who wants to, uh, to, to, to read the book that I referenced, and it, it's just, it's Put scary it, as could be, the attack. Put it in your blog, gay people. Neil. Same please thing. put it in your write a blog on it so that I can reference that, please. Great. Okay, I can do that. Thank you. All right, Augie, come on in, Augie, and then Mary after Augie. Come on in, Mary. Uh, Augie. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've known a lot of Joes, uh, friends, relatives, and strangers, and they always bring up stuff like he does. They bring up one item, and you uh, give facts on that, and then they go to second and the third, and they keep on going. All I wanted was to talk to him on that first item and tell him where they were wrong. And uh, one time, it was a guy I used to work with. He was never political when I worked with him, and I retired. And the, but then I kept in touch with the crew, and they told me, uh, "Oh, be careful with this guy. Uh, all of a sudden, he's political." And I'm thinking, "Man, I knew him for 12 years. I worked with, uh, <laughs> beside him. He never was political, but I guess he started listening to Rush Limbaugh and, right. and hear." Uh, uh, listening to all these lies. And so one time he invited me to a party and, uh, his wife, uh, her family came by and they brought children. Uh, so there were his nieces and nephews and, uh, we're in the kitchen and uh, he starts bringing up some, uh, uh, political thing, something like Joe does. And I tell him where he's wrong. And then he, he starts going off and then he goes to another point and uh, and that's um, where that's wrong too, but as we're going along, our voices get louder and louder. The kids <laughs> are there in the other room. They come to the and when we're in the kitchen, and the elementary school kids come by, and uh, they hear what the, what he's saying, and he's their uncle, and they say, Uncle Rodney, you're wrong about what you just said. Then the middle school kids come in because they they saw the younger kids go in and they hear us talking. And he goes to another tangent on another point. And the middle school kids tell him, Uncle Ronnie, you're wrong about what you just said. And then the high school kids come in. And, boy, they get all involved. And the kids know he was wrong. And uh, so he gets quiet. Right. But one but item is, at the end of the party, he said, I walked out to the car. And uh, he says, I know uh, we're not, we don't agree on stuff, but we can talk about it. And we shook hands, but we're still friends. But uh, others, uh, and there's some where KPFT listeners, they like the music, but they say they don't like the politics. Right. Well, I hear that a lot. Yeah. It's not just one side. We let the right-wingers uh, say what they want to, but they just make these points without any basis on facts well, or truth. 
but here's the thing. I want to get to you, Augie. Why I entertain it, Augie. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I want to get to Mary to Augie. And, you know, you're a regular and I, I want to get more people come by. I want to entertain the conversation with everybody. And I want everybody on the outside listening in to hear. And the reason why is we have to get out of our silos. And if we can get out of our silos, even if I don't convince Joe or, 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 or whatever, other people are listening and they can objectively hear what I have to say, what Joe has to say and say, oh, I can research more based on what these guys have saying. And when people realize that the trans issue is not real, the gay issue and uh, uh, somehow the gay folks are, are, are more or uh, 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 attack ki- kids more. It's not true. And they can do their research on their own and just instead of just listening to radio personality. But Augie, say something real quick so I can jump to Mary. I really want to get uh, get get okay, her. Well, in. like what you started off about uh, the funds being refused, uh, the infrastructure plan that Biden put out was voted in by Republicans, but right. now it's helping constituents. And all of a sudden, they're they're praising the the, the money they got that they voted exactly, against. exactly. And it's Thank you, Augie. There was an article in the Chronicle by San Diego. They were strongly anti-gay, just like Joe was. And they started moving into this neighborhood, the first couple of gay guys. And uh, they were against that. But then they saw how they took care of the yard, how they took care of the house. And more gay people started moving in. Now, all of a sudden, those people that were strongly anti-gay are strongly pro-gay. And they hope more gay people move into them. Thank you, Augie. I got to go to Mary, okay? Thank you for calling as usual, my brother. All right, come on in, Mary. How are you doing this morning? Hello? You're on, Mary. Okay, yeah. I just want to say that Joe does not represent all, like I said, I'm independent Republican thinker. <laughs> right. And I do, not, I do not believe gays are out to you know, molest children just because they're gay. And I don't believe the trans thing is people are just out to molest. But there are, like you said, in every walk of life, there are people out there abusing children and mm-hmm. molesting children. And he is wrong on just saying it's gay people. And there is a group out there, I don't remember her name, it's called Gays Against Grooming. They are against this trans thing. I'm against them going into uh, libraries dressed like they do, dancing around like a stripper uh, and things like that because we don't allow them in. I'm in strip joints. You know, we don't allow them in adult education, so that shouldn't be done. But I don't believe everybody that's gay, trans, straight, Christian, whatever, are molesting children but we do need to be aware of everybody doing that and a fight against it no matter who they are so in other words mary you believe in equality you believe in equity uh and again even if you don't support something you i believe you judge someone on their character thank you and i can't Uh, argue with that right i hope nobody can you know it's but we, but, do, I, but we have a lot of problems in this world and we do need to come together, you know, and I, get rid of our our Republican, our progressive, our Democrat labels and come together. You know, um, I am I am. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, we have a little delay. So forgive me. Um, 
Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, first of all, uh, that's what, what I want, right? And what I think all of us should want is for us to start voting our interests. And I think I remember a call from you before when we were talking about Medicare Advantage, yes, I think. It's like, that's you. Yeah, that's what I thought. And um, and uh, you are, a re- uh, you know, uh, you're a Republican, but you like to say you're an independent. It's OK. But I whatever thinker, independent thinker. Right. And I have nothing um, like I said, my sister, I have an older sister that is a Republican who I love dearly. I have every every stripe in my family, every possible, every political direction race direction everything is a part of my family so i believe in all of us you know being doing together but what i tell you mary like i think wait a minute you are the person that had uh, uh, an infection as well that a good doctor cleared up right yes sir. yes sir. ah good I, re- I my mind is not fried completely anymore anyway so what i'm saying is I want you to vote your interest. If your interest is a Republican guy that's doing something that's going to help you, you vote for him or her. If it's a Democrat that's going to that's going to make sure you have health care, you vote for that person. It doesn't change who you are. You're just voting your interest. No, but there's a problem on each side, on each candidate. Uh, they're not perfect. One's got exactly. one. I- got one I despise, so it's like, you know, the old saying, uh, you got to see which one is heavier on you, you know? There you go. If we could get rid of the D and the R's and just, you know, stop, okay, you got to be Republican to think this way. Oh, you got to be a Democrat to think this way. Let's just think, you know, like you said, our own interests. Mary, let me run to, uh, I got to run to Joni, but you, but you are correct. Uh, you're correct. Uh, when you go when, to vote in some cases, you can't, you can't vote um, a split. You have to vote straight. And it's, right. I don't know I if hear you made that rule. But that well, no, actually right. in Texas now you can vote a split, right, Neil? In some elections, Yeah. You can now, except in the primaries, you have to choose which party you're going to vote in the primaries. Right, right. But in the in the final election, you can vote whoever you want to vote for. OK, vote for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I thank you, Mary, for calling. Let's go to Joni real quickly. Joni, come on in. Hi. Good morning. Can Good you hear morning, me? Joni. Yes, I can. Hello. Yes, I can hear you, Joni. Yes, I can hear you. Hello. Okay, good. I can hear you now, too. So um, I was wanting to address the, uh, you know, researching. First of all, thank you for having other voices. You know, that um, a lot of people in my family, a lot of people in my neighborhood. And um, one of the problems that you know, my husband and I have discussed is that our friends, you know, good people seem to uh, we can't reconcile in our minds how they can support. You know, basically a draft dodger, um, you know, gangster type right. who's putting himself to be the one trying to steal elections and then holding the gas can behind his back while he points at, you know, the other side for, you know, setting a fire. And um, so, you know, one of the problems we have, I'm afraid, and I've laid out before, you know, my, my stance on electronics is that we don't have a common space. We used to, like, watch 
you know, the same programs, same news programs, but we don't have that common space anymore. And the algorithms take, uh, give you information, feed you information based on what you've looked up before. So the, the science, I'll put that in quotes, that they're going to get are going to be people just, you know, possibly making up statistics, you know, for their own agendas and, and forgetting that there are people who've dedicated their lives to trying to find out what's really happening so that we as a basically a civilization can make informed decisions. So there are those scientists out there, but you you, you can get funneled to you through the um, digital media, um, you know, things that, that are not true. People just, you know, kind of make up on the spot. And, um, and, and so we're, we're missing that common space. So I appreciate what all that to say. Thank you for no. having a space no. so that we can hear people, people's perspective. Thank you very much for that, Joni. That's what we try to do here. And Neil wants to respond as well. Neil. So just, let me just say to the last two kind callers, um, Mary and Joni, that um, so when, in terms of Mary, you're a Republican. Great. I think I think now uh, you're trying to navigate things and, and, and listening. But I, I think we've hit the point uh, nine months shy of this election where you have to be talking to other Republicans and saying, look, there's a real authoritarian threat. It's here right now. Um, and I think yeah. with Joni, and this is not direct Joni, because we all we all have situations. I, I have situations. I, I think um, so. Not directed to you, but in general, we need to begin to have conversations with friends and family yeah, that so moment is here. To, so I, I know we want that common space. And, and the yeah, go, moment is here, right? But it's time for those conversations. And that's why that's why we do what we do. Joni, you wanted to add to that. I was just saying we the, it can get pretty heated and, you know, there have to be coping skills that we use and kind of prepare um, because, you know, it's like somebody's telling you the sky is purple and and you see it as blue and, you know, as blue being the same thing as it did, you know, a few years back. So, you know, it can get pretty heated because you have completely different perspectives um, and, and different experiences. Um, but right. I don't think that trusting their own experience, their own eyes, their own ears. They're just listening to something that it's an echo chamber, like you were talking about, and a bubble. And we we do. We have to pop the bubbles because we're all living in the same space. It is. And, you know, they hate to hear the words one world. Well, we don't have another one. I know they're trying to find one, but we right. have one world that we're all breathing. And, exactly. uh, and we live and breathe and have our being. So we should, you know, um, we should all try to do our best to um, communicate effectively to help it get better. Anyway, thank and, you again. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. And I have to go. Thank you very much, Joni, for your call. Alistair, come on in, Alistair. Oh, Alistair, what's, oh, Alistair, Alistair, call back, call back real quick. I don't, I think we dropped you accidentally. Come on in, Brother Brian. Yeah, I'd like to briefly touch on what you were talking about yesterday, uh, about the county. Uh -huh. that, uh, the recap, uh, if anybody wasn't listening, uh, Clinton won at like 92%. The next time it was 89%. And then Al Gore wanted it by 70%. It kept going down. Yeah, it kept going down. Yeah. And it kept going down until 13% for Biden. Right. And the answer is very simple is that's cold country. Mm -hmm. you, you can't take a man's and a family's job and his lifestyle away and expect him not to vote for the opposition. And that's exactly I, what happened. 
I and you know what's so funny about that brand? You are one hundred percent right. And remember that I said something similar to that. What I said was the following. We understood. Remember, we're talking about a capitalist system, right? A capitalist system doesn't have the solution. And let me explain. We need to stop burning coal. We do need to stop burning coal. But when we stop burning coal in West Virginia, I mean, for, uh, when we take away the livelihood of those people in West Virginia, we don't replace it by just giving them food stamps and, and free money, etc. We go ahead and we do that as a stopgap measure. And since the capitalist system doesn't see the value in the beauty of West Virginia, we the people do. We could establish businesses in that area to give people good paying jobs. Don't you agree? And Democrats yeah, didn't do that. Democrats didn't do that. No, they they just gave them food stamps. Yes. But, but at the same time, Brian, Brian, hold on. At the same time, what Republicans wanted to do is say, let's do coal again. And I'm saying, no, let's do the right thing. Let's give them food stamps to get them over the hump and then make their lives productive. And that is where I think I see the intersectionality with you and I on the West Virginia issue. Okay. Brian? Have you been to West Virginia? Yes, sir, I have. And it's beautiful. The mountains. Yes. It's a beautiful place, man. Yeah, it is. Okay. But you can't have, uh, as far as a farm, it's too rocky. It's, it the is. Terrain is too yes. Okay. What other what other industry can be put out there? And oh, why hasn't can, it been done yet? Oh, we have a lot of industries we could put out there. We could have pharmaceutical industries out there, and a lot of the engineers, etc., that works in pharmaceuticals would enjoy that, that the beauty of that area. We could put uh, manufacturing for semiconductors in there, and there, I mean, there is so much that could be done. But you need a government who advocates for that, right? That says, hey, capitalist system, capitalist system doesn't see that. You know why? The capitalist system that even the, the Republicans and Democrats support alike are on the coast, easy access, etc. We could make we could. It doesn't it does to a capitalist. It doesn't make sense to create a good road system into West Virginia so that you can have great industries. But. A system that has good government partnerships can say, wait a minute, we are going to make it viable for the West Virginians who live in a great place to be able to remain in a great place. And I think you would agree with that, Brian. Why hasn't it been done yet? Because the, we, again, the, the, it hasn't been done because we don't have the leadership out there that thinks outside of the box. Neither Democrat or Republican, because both parties have failed West Virginia. Both parties have failed West Virginia. That's what I'm saying, Brian. No, no, the Democrats failed due to the Green New Deal. Okay, Period. let's stop. Okay, stop. Stop. Let, let me ask you this. And Brian, this is where we need to we make. Have you have, I'm sure media? you have other calls. Media? Tomorrow. Uh, all right, good. Uh, I think... I, I think Brian Brian is scared that he's started to feel that oh my God we are in the same wavelength. Anyway, Neil, I, I am. I want you to finish. Give, give me uh, some sentences to finish up 
your two uh, other topics, please, brother. My two other topics, yes. Oh, I we, caught you um, off I guard. That's okay. <laughs> we had um, on my on my blog. Um, I had we have six. Uh, well, plenty of time for this in the weeks ahead. But you know, there are six council Republicans on our Houston City Council. I think we need to know: um, Are they Trumpers? Um, um, because again, they're pitching authoritarianism, and we have an obligation to know that. And connected to it, my other topic was uh, Mayor Whitmire is asking us. To, and you notice, like, the General Land Office found $200 million to give for Harvey funds that they couldn't find for Mayor Turner. Yeah. But but the, but the land could find that uh, right off for her, for her. But I do think it's important. I just uh, uh, keeping it local, um, our Republican um, council members should ask, do you support this authoritarianism? And it's the most of city in the country. And this is on my uh, Houston Democracy Project uh, blog at the Houston Democracy Project. You can Google it and you'll find it. And it's at neilaquino.com. And it is just, it's just so important that we not lose sight of the local, especially the giant influential county in this giant big state. Thank you so kindly, Neil, for being a, a, a constancy here for us on Thursday with great local and national information. I pass it back to Jack for a quick closer before I end the show. Jack? Yeah, maybe Abbott and the other 14 other governors are just mean-hearted and are gaslighting federal government, government by not taking federal money to provide school lunches for poor children during the summer. And... Joe, stati uh, statistics from '91, really? <laughs> but you know, none of the, it does. The, the, the thing about it is, it doesn't matter, right, uh, Jack? Because people are people, and the fact of the matter is, gays have never had any proclivity uh, greater than heterosexuals to to to, go, to affect kids. It's never been there, you know. Uh, these are things, but but however. There are certain professions that people get into that they get into because they have easier access to kids, right? And one of those are, well, I'm, I won't get it right now because I don't have to have the time to defend myself on the statement that I'm going to make. But anyhow, Neil Aquino, thank you so kindly for being a part of Politics Done Right here on Thursday. Jack, thank you so kindly for your dedication. Callers, all of you, my left-wing callers, my right-wing callers, my every caller in the middle, love you guys. For real, like Joni said, we have to be on the same team because we are on the same team. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.